up the chat room again. I'll show you audio problems. Hey, let's uh, let's come back. Hey, Chris, give me a hello. Hello. Hello, Chris. Well, fancy seeing you two. Hey, here. What you, and, and being hey, able to and being able to hear you. We are coming uh, back to you this week with a very uh, abbreviated version of uh, Top of the Table. Brian Bentley, along with Hank Alexander from Boston, Chris Ballard joining us from Connecticut. Uh, Mark is at the Academy Awards and is trying to call in uh, from the uh, backstage area. And uh, Sarah, is he likes watching. the backstage. He area. does. He does. Yeah, that in the red carpet. If you <laughs> want to make those jokes, um, yeah. Uh, very quickly. We want to uh, we want to talk about the uh, the uh, U.S. men's team debacle. Hank, go far away. Well, so I mean, I was just following along because they've got a friendly against Italy this week and on Wednesday, and uh, there've been a lot of big snubs. You know, there's, there's the Klinsman snubs have been um, famous really the last over the last month or so because you know you look at guys that had a run out over the January camp. Um, guys like Benny Failhaber, who uh, you know had a really great game, his first game, and then kind of disappeared off his radar and was benched for the second game. Um, then guys like Sasha Kleschen is not even getting a, a, a look, um, and he's one of the best uh, midfielders in the Belgium league right now. So um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and now all these people are, are falling off the roster. They had named uh, – what's his name? Obviously, guys like Donovan, uh, Torres, Anyewu. Um, Anyewu blew out his... Anyewu blew out his knee. Quad or something like that, yeah. Yep, and now I, I saw something on Twitter today that Donovan's out. He's not going. Torres hurt, his, hurt himself today. Um, and, you know, maybe it's still... Or not today or yesterday. Some of it, maybe it's too short notice, but when uh, somebody said... Um, I was just reading this. I'm looking for it on the paper on on the blog here, but I can't find it now. But uh, Klinsman said that uh, this one guy will not be replaced. Uh, Jermaine Jones, Jermaine Jones. He's the other one. Jermaine Jones, the fourth, um, and he's not being replaced. And you know, Grant, we've got a ton of defensive type midfielders, but now you need a central midfielder kind of playmaker, maybe to come in and fill that role. Um, maybe pair him up with Mike Bradley or Kyle Beckerman or whoever uh, you could. And with Torres being out, it's even more of a need for guys like Phil Hubbard and Sasha question to come in and, and really, you know, it's a friendly for Christ's sake. Why not call him in? Um, I don't know. It's maybe with, with Benny and, and the league just starting up, there's extra reason they're not to. Maybe they're getting some pressure from U.S. Soccer not to take the guys from MLS. But why not Sasha Kleschen? Well, they're taking Buddle anyway, so I don't know if that. No, that's true. Right? Yeah, I mean, they, and they were they were going to take Donovan. They were going to take Donovan. So, and and Jose Jose Torres plays at Pachuca, so that's not exactly local to Genoa, is it? Right. So, nope. I, I mean, I know they they have they have only a certain amount of games or dates in which to make international fixtures, but. The nature of the U.S. team is always going to be difficult because of the European and U.S. split. So, you know, schlepping all the way over to Italy uh, about a week before Major League Soccer starts, I think, is is not going to help any of those players. Uh, you see it a lot uh, the other way around during the season when a lot of the European players can't make it over for friendlies here. Now, you don't see Dempsey and Donovan come over as much as you probably like to. And I think that's always going to be a problem that the team has, um, even if you ignore some of Klinsman's 
more questionable decisions. And that, that's what I was going to say. That's the other factor is you never really know from one game to the next who uh, who Clinton's going to bring in. Yeah, and but with this kind of split squad, he's really got right. He's got the, kind of the German squad, the uh, the European based squad with a few others sprinkled in, and then he's got the MLS squad or what some people call the B squad, uh, you know, the Camp Cupcake squad or the Camp Strudel squad, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, with with some others sprinkled in, you know, just but the majority of these guys seem to be really in two separate squads almost you know the fabian johnsons the tim chandlers the uh germanicans that hmm. that play uh that squad um really seems i think to be maybe um and maybe it's just my perception but it seems to be Klinsman's preferred squad right now where do you put kyle beckerman in those squads everywhere really? <laughs> man crush Klinsman's man crush I don't know. I, I I don't see what he brings over Mike Bradley or um, other players, but it could be yeah, you know, it could be anybody really filling that spot. I don't see Klinsman. I mean, uh, Beckerman having such a fantastic track record that he has to always be there. His first choice. Um, I mean, I think he's serviceable in that, that, that role, but there's something that he really likes about him. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Well, the uh, under-23 men's national team is here locally in Frisco preparing for Wednesday night's game versus Mexico. And uh, uh, they had an uh, exhibition versus FC Dallas earlier. How'd that go for you? Dallas fans? Uh, men's national team wins 2-1. Behind Breck Shea. And then uh didn't Breck Shea get ejected in that game too? No, he did not. Uh, picked up a yellow. He got, or something. He got tackled by Kevin Hartman. And nice. Up a penalty. Is it a full body tackle, like a man squeeze tackle, or is it a... <laughs> And then uh, on Friday night, um, the men's national team played the San Antonio Scorpions in preparation right. for Wednesday's U twenty three game. Juan Aguadello, Teal Bunbury, uh Breck Shea all getting Plenty of time here. Um, where do you see those three in the senior squad? I think a lot of it depends on how their season goes in you know Major League Soccer. I think you know Bunbury kind of last season he didn't have as big a season as many people were hoping. Uh, Agudelo didn't get as many games as he might have expected. Um, I think Agudelo started the season pretty well from the bench, but he he got a few games in the middle of the summer after Henri got injured and he didn't seem to do a whole, whole amount. So I think their kind of elevation to the regular starting 11 or at least the, you know, the, the 22 or 23 is dependent on how well their major league soccer season starts. Um, I think Shea is probably the safest of those. Um, but that isn't saying a whole amount because you never quite know what's going to happen with, with other players in Europe. I mean, you st- they've been waiting for Holden to come back from his injury for ages. Right. Um, right. And you know, he, he he. I think he had one practice game and injured himself again. So, and of course, Reem is going to. You know, you have a lot of players in different clubs from last year. And I, I just think, and I know I'm getting off the point a little. No, bit, you're but, not at all. Um, you know, it, it's Klinsman needs to pick players who are playing well at the time. 
Um, and I don't know if, if that's something that he's always done. Um, he, yeah. he seemed to have found favourites very early on, even before he's seen everybody. And then you see the same people every time, and you sometimes wonder what people have to do to get picked. Um, if Fail Harbour has anywhere near uh, you know, a start as good as he could, he should be in that team. Um, but you kind of question... Baseball kick? I mean, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You, you kind of question whether or not Klinsman has a lot of time for Major League Soccer players. I don't know if that's probably being a bit unfair, but you know, with um, Holden out, obviously, and, and you've, got, you've lost um, Omar Gonzalez and you've still got Holden out, there are spots in the spine of the team waiting to be grabbed. And you're not quite sure where they're going to come from. Um, I would hope that Klinsman... I mean, he lives in California, so I think he should be able to get down to the Home Depot Center occasionally and, and, and watch some of the visiting teams there. But he needs to... I don't know whether he's, his plan has always been, you know, I've got this group of 30 players and you have to do something spectacular to get into that, or whether he just genuinely isn't impressed by some of the players like Bunbury and Agudelo who are on the fringes. And now, But even then... We, uh, the thing that gets me here is that yeah, you know, it is just a friendly, right? It's just a friendly. But at what point are we going to start seeing? I mean, we got qualification starts up in March, right? For for the uh, World Cup, is that right? Yeah. Starts up in March, or at least the Olympics starts up soon too. And then so we're going to have a lot of crossover. And so there's there's a real gray area where these guys are going to play. Guys like. Um, Agadello and Bunbury, and uh, you know, and CJ Sapong, seeing the mix here. I um, that was going to be my next be. remark because I think CJ Sapong well outperformed Teal Bunbury last year. Well, he definitely I, did. Yeah, and I think I that was that was you know more CJ Sapong taking the spotlight than Teal Bunbury maybe not having as much of the spotlight and um, getting maybe falling into the shadow there. But it's uh, but now he's bringing this guy Terrence Boyd. Who has zero caps and zero, you know, collops, whatever, for uh, the United States? Another Germanican, I'm imagining. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's six foot tall, 180 pound, you know, center forward that's uh, going to come in, maybe see a few minutes or whatever, just get him capped. And, and so he's in the pool for the rest of the uh, tournament. But I don't know. Do you, do you think do you think that the um, knowledgeable or the soccer community can handle this tinkering and trying to find? I mean, it, it seems like people want results right now. We want to know the team. Right. I want to see Deuce out there at every friendly. I want to see Donovan out there at every friendly. I want to you know I want to see everybody out there. I want to see the the, the team every time there's a mention. And any of what Klinsman is doing by bringing in Boyd. Or Chandler, or you know the things that he's been tinkering with, um, people don't like it. But it's kind of his way of it's kind of his way of like, look, we got three and a half years for the World Cup. I, I can't just say this is my team and go. Okay. Right. Well, you've got you've got to qualify years. for the World Cup as well. I mean, that's the thing. I think you know it's perfectly possible they could go to Italy on on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday and get spanked four or five nil. And that, that would be and, okay. That would be okay, but the problem with it is is that if you keep losing and then the first qualifying game, you also struggle. You're going to be looking at the manager thinking, well, what have you been playing out for the past two years? Should, also, you, you know, right. Go back to uh, the last 
qualifications for the World Cup for not for the United States, but for Argentina. And you had Diego Maradona, who I think went through something like 70-something players. And yeah. It, I'm, not, I'm not understating that number. It was at least 70 players that he had in and out of uh, teams during um, friendlies and qualifiers, et cetera, et cetera, to find that, that perfect, um, perfect setup, the perfect match. You had guys like yeah. you know, Gutierrez and Colaccini coming in from Newcastle and uh, people from Spain and Italy and whatever. They were all coming back to, to play with Diego. And, uh, yeah, so you, and then they had a pretty good um, – they struggled through qualification, but they had a pretty good World Cup. They weren't the best, but they weren't the worst. Um, so do you, do you expect more out of Argentina? Maybe. But you got to give a guy a little bit of credit for at least seeing what he's got to work with. And I don't know how much we give Klinsman because this is kind of a project as well. I mean, it's it's not just this next World Cup. It's about instituting a whole new style for the United States or actually implementing a style for the United States. And, you know, a lot of people are maybe not as patient. Yeah. And that's, yeah, as, is, is, the, is the instant gratification factor here going to be, it's, that's going to be a problem too, for a lot of fans. Is that, those scrum, that, those grumblings going to be too loud. It's going to be very loud. Um, and will United States soccer listen? Who knows? That's, I think that's, I, I, I mean, they took Klinsman on with the understanding that he was building a, a dynasty almost. You know, the plan was to overhaul the way that US soccer does their, their business from top to bottom, which is why he didn't get the job last time. Um, but if they find themselves struggling to make the World Cup, especially when they've qualified out of the hexagonal pretty easily for the past couple of times, right. um, then there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And, you know, you even hear talk about him being headhunted by Tottenham as well. Over in England, you know, there's a thinking. I can't see that happening either, but I don't imagine it helps anybody because if Spurs come knocking on the door, I think he'd probably go. I think you're looking at some American uh, soccer fans who want to get rid of Klinsman. (laughs) 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 They're starting that rumor. Um, But no, I I don't think that it's one of the, uh, I don't think Klinsman's going anywhere by any means, but it's also, I think, like you said, the qualification, I mean, Two and a half years, right? So, the United States wins, wins out, and, and qualifies. Whatever you know, the the guys that are playing right now, the standard, uh, you know, the old stalwarts may not be around in 2014, right? I mean, Gooch probably won't be at this stage. I mean, another injury at this point in his career. I think Gooch would be very hard pressed to come back and see any meaningful time in the world cup. Gooch, this um, is the second major injury for Gooch. Yes. It's huge. It's huge. And we, uh, you know, the rehab from the first one was, was long. It was a year, wasn't it? Six or nine months or something. Um, the, uh, so, you know, that's qualification, and people, and, you tough. know, and people just fall out of form too. Look at Fernando Torres left off the the uh, most recent Spain roster, right? And, you know, because he, he hasn't fallen out of form; he's skydived out of form, right. yeah, <laughs> without a parachute. Exactly. Right. Hey, you know, what? <laughs> sign him up for New England. I'll take him. Um, I was going to say that the minute that he says, "Well, I'm going to play in America," every single MLS fan is going to be like, "I love Fernando Torres." Hey, yeah, uh, 
I'm I'm actually uh, de- in detox because I was in Montreal drinking all weekend. So thanks, RCTID, whatever your <laughs> name is. That's Nick, RCTID. You're kind of drifting to your right. You're basically drifting off camera. That's why. It looks like he's lurching over. Like, like he's, he's still got a hangover. It's like he's got Mrs. Hisco 5 tied up like scouts or How's this? I'm a little more center now. Um, so let's talk about a couple uh, just really quick bullet points. We're going to wrap, wrap it up. This is going to be a super short one. I apologize to those of you joining us here on the podcast. Um, had some audio issues earlier, and that's not really a surprise. <coughs> San Jose received their formal approval to start building their stadium this week. Which is Congratulations, great. San Jose. Despite the protests of some of the local residents. Firmly in cheek. That really killed you to say that, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit. You were cheering for the Residents Association, weren't you? <laughs> go, go, yeah. go. It's going to be way too loud. We're not going to be able to hear the airplanes. Be, I know we're going to be in front of DC United. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Unless they build something in Baltimore. <laughs> and it won't be DC United anymore. Wow. Um, and then the other. I don't want to say big note of the week, the other thing of the week. Uh, Carlos Tevez back in Man City, and he actually has apologized. Was it a written apology? Because I don't think I could just take him at, you know, his manager said he was sorry. Right. <laughs> That's. I just have complete Tevez fatigue now. I don't care. I don't either. Was it, I'm right I there won't with play it. Or you play or whatever, you know? I'm right there with it. It's like, you know, fine, great, he's back. I don't, okay. Eh, who cares? For what? For what? I mean, is it is it really going to be water under the bridge? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's it's he's there to honor his contract, and he's going to maybe now be allowed to train with the team. Will he see meaningful playing time? They're out of Champions League, right? Yeah. So they don't have to worry about that. They're handily winning the league. You know, unless somebody gets seriously injured, he's not going to see any playing time. Well, I, I think someone just gave him a, an atlas because he was talking about moving to Milan to be closer to his family. And I actually, and this is kind of sad, but I had some time at work. And <laughs> I worked out that Milan is one mile closer to Buenos Aires than Manchester is. <laughs> Are mile. you kidding me? No, it's one mile closer. <laughs> I would not have so thought te- that at all. So technically he was right. So technically he was right, yeah. But I mean, he, well, runs, he should run more than mine in a football uh, match. I, so. I, seem to, I seem to think that it was, um, he, he didn't truly eat crow. Uh, it was, look, okay, look, I'm sorry. Trains, he gets back into shape, and whenever you know the season's over, June transfer window, he's off again. He's gone. Yeah, I mean, if they can get someone, to, I think with Manchester City, because they have so much money, they're not looking to make a fortune out of him. They just want him out of the way. Right. The problem they've had trying to offload him is that no one wants to pay the 200 grand or whatever it is a wig that he's on. That he's owed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it might be a case of, you know, that they'll offload him and say, look, we'll pay half of his wages for the first two years of his career, of, of his contract, or whatever, just to get him out of the door, because he's not doing he's not doing him any good by being effectively on strike for however long it's been, five months. The team clearly don't need him, because they're three points clear of the Premiership. And, you know, I think fans of clubs love him, because he's one of those guys who runs around a lot, and especially in England, that impresses people. <laughs> right. But um, you know, at some point, they're gonna people are gonna get bored of it and say, "Look, just get him out. We, we need to have players who want to be here and aren't spending the whole time causing trouble." At least Balotelli's trouble is entertaining. I was gonna say, because now Balotelli's back from his Scott Parker uh, suspension. Yeah, actually, uh, going back to the USA game, he's not in the Italian squad. No, he's not. 
Yeah, he didn't get picked. The manager just dropped him and, and, and basically said, I can't remember his exact quote, but he said he didn't want somebody in the team who was going to get himself sent off. And that's, Which I guess. Right. <laughs> that's genius. And, yeah. and why wasn't uh, our favorite American, Giuseppe Rossi, picked for that? I don't know if he if he's injured. I mean, I haven't. I, 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 th- I thought he was injured at one point, and I'm not sure how injured he was, though. So, mm. yeah, I don't really pay too much attention to the Spanish league because if you're not watching one of two teams, there's really not much point. Oh, here's something cool. Joe Corona, midfielder for the USMNT uh, U23 squad, scored against uh, Toluca tonight. Uh, he'll be joining the USMNT camp tomorrow, so that's cool. Very nice. Another. Uh, yeah, Mex American is a great um, name. <laughs> Joe Corona. Yeah, sounds like an ad campaign. <laughs> I just want to get some. Partner him up find... with Joe Camel and Joe Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish we could find some serviceman in Germany with a son called Bob Lime, <laughs> and just <laughs> put them up front. That'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. And on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, this abridged version <laughs> of the top of the table. Uh, gentlemen, I appreciate your time again this week, Chris. Hey, uh, it's fun. Chris, you Chris, you can get uh, at Chris J. Ballard on Twitter. Hank is at Hisco5. You can also check out Hank at TheMidnightRide.us. That's his podcast. We encourage you to check that out as well. Um, Mark should be back next week with plenty of offensive quotes and genital remarks. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, first time that's not an exaggeration. For the first time, for, for the first time, um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Twitter underscore dumb. You can follow Sarah at Hall Bird. You can follow Mark at SC underscore Beaner Lights. The show is at Top of the Table TV. If you would like to see this train wreck that was a podcast, you can see it <laughs> at Top of the Table TV, where we have all the podcasts of our Geek Week shows. Uh, thank you to Jeff Katz and the good people at Geek Week for letting us come on here again. Uh, swap of the table, our jersey swapping um, oh, wow. experiment, which I think now is probably past the experiment stages, is coming back very soon. Nice. And I still can't get anyone to take Talker United shirts off my hands. I've been <laughs> plugging them both times. So far. Can, I'll trade you a Lee Boyer Newcastle shirt for a, uh, a Torquay United. You know, I may take you up on that. <laughs> Especially if Lee Boyer ends up coming to MLS. Uh, he wouldn't get in. He wouldn't get a visa, surely. <laughs> what size is that Lee Blair? Uh, it's an extra, uh, extra large. I'm a large. Uh, yeah. So check. you can also check that out on Twitter, at Swap of the Table. Um, I would like to say there's lots of good stuff going on, but I tend to screw it up in Wirecast every week. <laughs> hmm. all, right. uh, all jokes aside, thank you again very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Hank. We'll see you next week. Uh, I think Robert Jonas from the uh, San Jose... Uh, I guess correspondent for the San Jose Quakes will be here to talk about their stadium next week. We'll try not to rub it in Hank's face. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think Mark and Sarah will be back, so we, we might have a full show, and uh, wow. which means my computer will explode. <laughs> so thank you, kid, for watching. Hank, Chris. Or the world will come to an end. That's right. Have a good week. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, guys.